Assalamu alaikum everyone and Ramadan Mubarak. Welcome back to another episode of the MSA podcast. My name is Salha and I'll be your host for today's episode inshallah. Today's episode will be starring Lina Zayr. In this episode, Lina tells us about travel, family, fashion, and everything else in between. But first, a little bit about Lina. So, Lina is a first-year medical student at Al-Faisal. She enjoys drawing, teaching, and wants to one day become a professor, inshallah. But most of all, she has an incredibly strong passion for traveling, as you'll find out about soon enough. Lina is currently the subhead of Delegate Affairs at the Al-Faisal Model United Nations Club and has been heavily involved in the MUN since she was in high school, even traveling to multiple countries to attend different conferences for her MUN. But that's not all. Born into a family of travel enthusiasts, Lina has in fact been traveling since she was quite young and has been to over 20 countries. But what makes her travel experience really unique is not the number of places she's been to, but how varied and diverse her experiences have been, ranging from family road trips to MUN conferences to solo summer programs that she attended. Lina has covered it all. I personally thoroughly enjoyed this episode, and I hope you do too. Hi, Lina. How are you? Hi. How's it going? Alhamdulillah. Ramadan Kareem. Ramadan Kareem to you too. How's your day been so far? Good. I just finished my HLS final, so it's been a long day, but uh-huh. Alhamdulillah. I, I'm glad it's it's over. <laughs> How was it? It was good. I have mixed emotions, honestly. I, I don't know. Mm, you know, Alhamdulillah. It could have been worse. That's what I could say. Inshallah, khair, inshallah. Inshallah. Khair. inshallah, your grade is an A, and may Allah grant you uh, immense success, inshallah. Inshallah. Um, all right. So, Alina, uh, as I understand it, um, you're also part of uh, the MUN uh, team, right? Yeah. And you're the, if I'm not wrong, subhead of the delegate affairs. Mm-hmm. But I know that you've been involved in MUN for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I know that part of your travel experience has something to do with that. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So actually, I uh, I have been very involved in MUN. It's like w- one of the most um, the extracurricular I did the most at school, mm-hmm. and I I'm doing it in uni as well. I'm really passionate about it. But in regards to travel, I actually went to Singapore. Um, I went to Bahrain, which is for me as a person that is from Dammam or from Shergia, mm-hmm. it's not really like traveling, <laughs> but you can technically call it traveling. I went to Bahrain for an MUN conference, but anyone from Shergia would make fun of me for saying I traveled to Bahrain. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not really considered one, but Singapore was definitely like my main MUN trip. And it was really like, it was one of my most special and unforgettable um, travel, like travel experiences, the Singapore one. So I know that travel means a lot to you, mm-hmm. right? Um, your MUN trips and your family trips, road trips, and other you know trips that you've taken. So what do you think um, really makes travel stand out for you? Uh, you see, I honestly grew up with a family that was very like, my parents, both of them, are really like, they love traveling so much. And so I kind of grew up in that environment and a Alhamdulillah, I was really, really blessed to like experience that, and I was able to travel. And as you said, like, like with different variety. It wasn't only my travel experiences, not really like the basic going out with my family mm-hmm. and traveling and like the luxury of shopping outside, like going outside the country. It wasn't like that actually. It was a, it was a combination of like education and so on. And 
I think the thing that like mostly stands out for me is I just like love it feels like I'm disconnecting from where I like from Saudi from where I am like I love Saudi Arabia so much but like traveling is always like feels like I'm going like outside where I usually live in or my bubble and I also really like seeing the like being outside the norm to a certain extent mm-hmm. because when you're outside like where you live in everything is it's kind of different so I feel like that's like the main thing so what you're saying is you like the unfamiliarity yes things. and I also think I also really like the feeling of being in an unfamiliar situation or mm-hmm. something new it's not really unfamiliar because I feel like unfamiliar can be like a negative connotation to it where I feel like it's more of like a new experience you know so like a challenge a kind challenge, of yeah all right fair enough um, you mentioned that your family travels with you a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I know that with every family that travels, there's always something that the parents make their kids do. Or, you know, there's, all, for example, my dad would always make me, like, put in, like, he made me, you know, he would make me design the whole, like, itinerary. And I would, mm-hmm. you know, put up the travel plans and all that. So, like, what does your family do that you think sets them apart from, like, other people that travel or other families? That's honestly so funny that you asked because it's it's so bizarre what we used to do and I think no family did that. Um, I honestly love it and I, I will do it to my kids to be honest. <laughs> so basically, we would do presentations before we travel. Like when we were young, we would not travel anywhere if we did not make a presentation, a full PowerPoint presentation of what the place we're going to, where it is, what the weather is, what are the like the most like like famous things in that country and i think that and also they really involved us in the booking until this day my parents will never book and since we were children and i'm saying like seven i'm seven Mm. like i'm so young and they would literally like make us choose the hotel like they'd give us like three options when we were younger when we didn't like really know how to full-on like search something Mm -hmm. they'd show us the option and we would choose like it was never them making the decision, which I feel like really, it like, it helped us grow this thing in us of, like, learning how to decide. Um, and something else, again, like, going back to the idea of, like, a PowerPoint, they used to let us, like, do a PowerPoint. And we when we were young enough, we used to present it in front of my family. I remember presenting it in front of my grandpa. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, yeah, like, of where we're going to travel. And it was always, like, a bunch of countries like next to each other like i specifically remember this very long europe trip where we went to more than one like part mm-hmm. of europe i think europe is is easy to go to more than one place yeah you're also <laughs> and it was like more like train 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 like uh-huh. going from one place to another and i just remember it so much but i also remember how much research we did and honestly it felt like heavy because <laughs> what were we like when we were children like looking up a country and like what it's famous for was something like a challenge but I, I think it's very unique. Did it help you, like, appreciate the place you were going to more? Yes, and actually that's something that I think is really important. I, I really think that it's so important to know where you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, just don't go blindly because then you don't enjoy it. Like, And I also think that knowing, like, what makes each country unique makes you remember it. If you don't know, like, what makes this country um stand out from what, where you're going like then what's the use you know that's true have your parents ever let you choose which country you're going oh, to travel to for sure it's like oh yeah yeah <laughs> um i feel like we also really my siblings and i are honestly really like i feel 
like that's like every child but you look up to your parents so much Mm -hmm. that like any decision they make we think it's the ideal and it to a certain extent it is so i feel like when we were children i don't remember like necessarily like the choice but i always feel like it was something that like I immediately like agreed with like it wasn't something like I didn't want to go and like we were forced to know mm-hmm. but then when we were old enough we a hundred percent till this day there's no way we decide like my dad um there's this Greece trip that he keeps on bringing up because once like my sister like mentioned it once that she wants to go to Greece and every single time we mentioned travel she's like he's like Lujane wants to go to Greece let's <laughs> book a flight to Greece and, let's, and I'm like Baba it's summer no one goes to Greece in the summer we don't want to go to and then he just keeps on mentioning it and he's so he really wants us to go to like every country that we want to go to alhamdulillah it's like a oh, blessing that's sweet. yeah what country would you go to or what countries no wait let me ask this what countries have you been to that were your choice um my choice i think um i'm not really like a decisive person i don't feel like i'm like i really want to go somewhere but i say my choice were the summer camps i went to they weren't really choices they were opportunities alhamdulillah yani, they weren't really like I want to go there, so I'm going to go, you know. Um, I applied to a couple of programs, and I got accepted. And uh, I think one of the most special was going to Harvard, Boston. Mm -hmm. It was a summer program that I was extremely blessed to go. And I I did a five, six weeks program. A seven-week, sorry. It was a seven-week program in Harvard. And it was something that is most, it's like my most recent um, self like a solo trip yeah it was the solo trip. you went alone yeah i went and alone what, but it was, was like this? i had like a bunch of uh saudi like it was because it was a part of the misc program right right and so we were like all saudi but i didn't know them at the time so it wasn't like i knew people there mm-hmm. no i knew no one but then mm-hmm. i made friends and now they're like my my lifelong friends oh that's nice yeah. was this like your first solo trip no um it wasn't my first solo trip but I feel like it was the most, um, it was when I was the most aware um, and like old enough to be aware of like where I am. I remember I I traveled, I went to a summer program in Washington University. Um, That was a solo trip. But again, like I was, I feel like I was too young and it was like a summer program where like everyone's always around you because you they know you're young so they're not gonna leave you alone but then in harvard you're fully independent you're responsible of everything like your food you're everything because you're old enough you're like 17 years old Mm. at the time so they expect you to be responsible and then you're also in harvard so like you're supposed to be responsible you know and it's scary because like you're living in a harvard is like a it's kind of like a city you know it's it's kind of you're in a city mm-hmm. so it's not like uh it's a campus that's like city like so you go around in the harvard square and stuff and you walk around there but it's really big so it's not like is it safe. is it like daunting going on solo trips especially for so long you said no, seven no. weeks right? yeah i honestly love it i but i like I what if you like, get into trouble or something and like your family's not there what do you do um you see, the thing is, I haven't been to, I haven't been in a situation, first of all, alhamdulillah, like, I, I'm always surrounded by my family, whether they're away from me or nearby, they're always going to be my emergency content, as contacts. I never feel uncomfortable in that sense, where, mm-hmm. like, I feel like, like my family's away, so I'm unsafe. No, I mm-hmm. know they're always going to be there, like, my dad's going to book the next, <laughs> next hour flight, like, I, alhamdulillah, and that's, I honestly feel like, that was comforting, but... 
again like i feel like these solo trips weren't really solo because i always have a program behind me like mm, i have the misc program like they were like my backbone or like if i was in any type of program that i've been to like singapore it was a solo trip but it was also with my school so like i also have that school backbone so i love solo trips because they make me feel independent and responsible of myself because no one's gonna do my basic needs like these backbones that i'm talking about aren't gonna like feed me That's every true. day do your laundry or cook yeah, your food. yeah but at the same time like i also feel safe and especially like misc like it feels like i have like my saudi backbone like <laughs> i feel like any saudi would relate to this but like i have my like saudi friends like these feel like my safe space like i don't know anything about them i literally have no idea who they are but just the fact that they're saudi makes me feel like they're my family because we have that <laughs> connection and you went with them to the harvard program yeah i didn't like i didn't like, technically go with them they were just there already like we oh. all traveled they we all traveled some people were from Riyadh, some people from jidda and so i don't know anyone not mm-hmm. even like anything so yeah yeah that's cool now you have a whole bunch of friends like all, all around saudi yes basically. yeah but it's also hard because everyone's far away <laughs> <laughs> so out of all these trips that you've been on i think you've been over 20 countries mashallah which trip was your favorite hmm i'm actually like i feel like my friends know this about me i don't like favorites the qu- any question related to favorites oh yeah, my bad <laughs> <laughs> no 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 not in that sense but like any question related to favorites gives me pure anxiety i don't have favorites i, feel I can like, take it back <laughs> no 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 I'll, I'll i'll give you like categories okay? sure you can give me multiple so, answers you don't need to have one favorite you can have three favorites yeah so i feel like according to category like harvard was my favorite summer program mm-hmm. um that was one experience i'll never forget singapore was my favorite educational thing because i never talked about this like but singapore i really it was so eye-opening because I never thought I'd want to go to Singapore. I never thought like, oh, like one day I want to travel to Singapore. And I know it sounds so like closed, not not closed minded, but like I just never thought of it. You know, mm-hmm. like there are certain countries that you look, especially like that are more famous to travel to. And I'm not saying Singapore is not like somewhere famous to travel to, but like there are more common areas where you necessarily like have visitors. I understand, I think. Yeah. And so Singapore wasn't something I had in mind. And then when I went there and I saw like how like how different like I have a I had a different perception of like Singapore and Singapore people who are like Singaporean people and it was in MUN so you had like people from all over the world mm-hmm. like Thailand from um Australia from Canada from everywhere coming to Singapore so you're seeing everything but in Singapore and then you see people from the school itself which is from people who are Singaporean you know um and it was so eye-opening and seeing people like the that are low-key similar to you like you see everyone's there for mun and i guess you guys are the same age and stuff yes and you feel like they're more similar than you expect for some reason i have this like very like far idea of like anyone who like who's they're like so different from us i don't know i I know this sounds so close-minded i just like going there was just so eye-opening that people are not so different as you expect they were all like going to school like each other we all go to like high school and like have the same experiences <laughs> you know like i never never thought of it that way so singapore <laughs> is my first second uh, like favorite educational in terms of like mm-hmm. luxury like traveling or like entertainment and exploring i think one of my favorites was traveling with my siblings um 
right before COVID, actually, January 2020. Oh, no way. Close call. <laughs> Literally, like, it was, like, one two months before lockdown. Oh, my God. Alhamdulillah, it was, like, our last trip before COVID. And it was, like, my first trip where I traveled my my brother and my sister. And it was so nice because it was, like, us alone, no parents. We just decide. And it wasn't, like, my parents ever, like, decided where we would go. It's just been so long since I traveled with family because of all the summers that I'd have, like, occupied with mm-hmm. you with educational stuff. So I haven't traveled with family in long. And the last time I had traveled with my parents was, like, when we were young enough to go by the schedule that our parents right. put for us, you know? So going there was so nice. And it was, again, like, a relaxing, more of, like, chilling trip. It wasn't educational, which is what's most common for me. And... I, it was so ex- so it was such a nice experience traveling alone and it was all over Europe and we experienced it together like we're all like unexperienced and like experiencing it together and figuring figuring things out and going by each other's like schedules it was so nice that is cool I want I have a question so so I do travel every year first of all um yes so how did like the COVID nineteen pandemic change traveling for you since a lot of flights were closed and a lot of options must have been you know down the drain alhamdulillah honestly like if i'm being completely honest it's like the most cliche answer to be like it was so traumatizing and i wanted to travel and all of that yeah and uh and I, I'm like, it's sad that I don't, it's not sad, but like, I don't have an answer like this. I just say that like COVID didn't really impact my view to viewing to travel, travel because traveling was always important to me. I always recognized the blessing of it, but I was in like the COVID, like when it was COVID, I was just really grateful that I was safe. Honestly, like I didn't, I wasn't the, the person that was thinking of, I miss traveling. I want to travel. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, so many people around me were like so obsessed with the idea of like, when will the lockdown open? I want to travel. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I never thought that. I all, all I was thinking about is like, I'm so blessed to be in Saudi Arabia like right now because of how like the safety measures here are so, it's so comforting. You feel like you're safe and you feel like no. even if, if it's kind of in the beginning, it was really strict for us. It, it really like made a difference and I, I feel like um that's why I feel like it didn't change my view to traveling I've always been grateful for it but it wasn't like in COVID when we couldn't travel I was desperate for it I didn't feel desperate for it oh, okay cool what about like I know a lot of people who who travel frequently and you know because they couldn't during COVID they made up for it by traveling to all these like really cool places in Saudi. <laughs> Have you done that ever? Yeah, that's actually so funny because it was like a thing in COVID when we couldn't travel outside Saudi. People were like doing like and like subhanallah, we discovered so many cool so places in Saudi. Many. Yes, and like you know these places are now like really really pretty and yeah. like they're like tourist attractions. And if I'm not wrong, one of the places that a lot of people were visiting, Alola, I think, um, like people hadn't heard of it or it was just not famous before but you know subhanallah after especially after the pandemic a lot of people visited there and they found these really cool rocks i think there's one that's like shaped like an elephant but ever since then it like there's been an insane number of people going there it's so cool and it's like it's it's it makes you happy to see you know people discovering these places that have just that people have just not been visiting for so long and 
now people are going there it's so cool that's honestly like that's so true um we were one of the cliche <laughs> families that did travel to Sa- like places in the in saudi we my cousins and i traveled together it was like a solo cousins trip it was our first cousins trip together and we went to um el hasso and i know it's not really traveling like and we're from shagia so it's like kind of a two-hour drive but i've never been to Hassa, I don't know. No, I have been, but I've never been like a tourist. And mm-hmm. you know how it has like suddenly, like it was like the biggest tourist. Like I don't know if it was only like a Shergia people thing. Or no, I had friends who went to Hassa too. Like, like yeah, a lot it of was like the, the the like the ultimate vibe, going to Hassa and like going to all the things there, and it was so nice. And I realized how beautiful it was. Like it was even well organized. It wasn't like I was going and it felt messy and unorganized no there was so much to do and it was so clean and organized and we went to this park and i honestly don't recall the names of the place we went to but like there was this beautiful beautiful park that was like full of opportunities we went to to a boat ride on this lake and it was so and it wasn't like an actual lake it was just like a a part of the park but so cool um and it was nice and i think it's beautiful that we discovered these things because now there are so many tourists like not really tourists, but like activities that they do in, as you said, Al-Ula and all of these, the edge of the world. I also mm-hmm. been to the edge of the world. I've in been Riyadh. to, but way before the pandemic, like 10 years, not 10 years, seven years ago. <laughs> I didn't even know it existed seven no years way. ago. Yeah, I just, I went two years um, last year. It was like um, with the girls and we went and it was so much fun. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, Saudi, like, I'm proud of you. <laughs> you know when the best time to visit? Um, the edge of the world is it's like march mm. or like feb yes, january we went, is too cold like it's way too cold in we Jan- went in january wasn't it cold it was cold but it was nice cold because you could like there was fire like they had all the fire pits like ready for us and we had like we wore proper clothing because we knew it was going to be cold but it was nice because it during the day when we were like climbing and walking and hiking it wasn't too bad like it wasn't um you don't feel the cold as much when you're active yeah and and you don't feel the cold exactly but then when it was night and it was like midnight and it was like the whole oh you stayed overnight no 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 we didn't stay overnight but we stayed until like 12 okay yeah and it was so like nice but it was so cold but we were like enjoying the feeling of trying to um (laughs) Warm trying up, to warm yourselves in warm the fire. ourselves in the fire and drinking anything that's hot next to us just to like <laughs> feel better so um so since travel restrictions have now been you know uh, lifted um have you been anywhere since then yeah i have alhamdulillah actually wait i forgot um i just know that this year i have plans that maybe i can share. are you willing to disclose your plan um i'll think about it <laughs> For some reason, I don't know why I forgot. Did I travel since COVID? I feel like I have. Oh, I have. Yes, I've been to Dubai. What's wrong with me? Yes, I have been to Dubai with my cousins. Um, Did you go to the expo? I went to the expo, the famous, famous expo. (gasps) I'm sorry to break it to you, but like it wasn't like for me, for me. I know, I know everyone likes it and I don't want anyone to attack me for (laughs) it. But for me, it was like, it was nice. It's beautiful. Like. It's so well organized. It's so clean. It's beautiful. 
but I was just not impressed by it. I felt like they what focused... What you found it underwhelming? Yeah, I felt like they would focus so much on, like, the beauty of the expo and, like, how it looked from the outside and the buildings and these extravagantly, like, beautiful architectural bu- buildings, like, so much, so much work into them. But the content of expo itself was weak to me. Like, I felt like they focused so much on the outside and how it looks from the outside. And they put those activities to attract tourists, which I think is smart. But then the part where you're learning about the country itself mm-hmm. is not unique because they had like a bunch of projectors projecting information about the country. So, like, if you really focus, in my opinion, if they really focus on like the more um if they put more effort in like making it creative to teach people about these countries in each pavilion it would be more aiding to the goal of expo rather than just beautifying it i think it's beautiful and i'll never deny that but i also feel like the goal of it i think one of the goals of expo is to attract a lot of tourists yeah so they were you know they hit that one yeah for sure but it's beautiful like at the end of the day they did their job like it, it it did attract a lot of tourists. Like I know everyone's talking about Expo and it's like the thing in Dubai, but there are. If I'm not, I think it, it's over now. If I'm not wrong, really? Yeah, I think it was over March thirty oh. first. Mm. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, I could be wrong though, so mm-hmm. don't quote me on it. But um, I it's think, not yeah. like I'll go again. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you don't like it. <laughs> but it was nice. Like I'm glad I went, and like, and now I know how it is. Rather than just not going. Yeah, I mean, it's all, you know, it all comes under the category of traveling experiences. Some of them you really love and some of them you love not so much. Yeah, exactly. What do you think has been like your worst trip ever? Hmm. I know you have a problem with favorites, but like, what about like <laughs> worst? Top three worst ones? <laughs> Top three worst ones. Um, it doesn't have to be three. No, I think I don't think I have a worst travel experience. Hmm. I'll go with I have no worsts. I actually like. I don't think. Okay, I have what a about worst. the one that you like the least? Wow! Thank you so much. I feel like <laughs> that really helps me out. <laughs> um. Can you give like give me a second? Let me think of it. I can rephrase. What about like a trip maybe that you could have enjoyed more if you did something differently nice um i've been to the t- to turkey a couple of times i mm-hmm. love turkey so much oh my and god I'm, me too love and turkey. i love turkey and i'm like one of the cliche i watch t- turkish series girls and i'm like the Can cliche speak girl Turkish? that speaks oh Turkish. <laughs> i don't i don't speak it fluently but i can speak it pretty well yani mm-hmm. and so i'm one of those cliche girls that like we know them um and i love it so much and i've been there once and it was so nice but then i've also been another time uh with my family and it was because every week every year we go with my family um Eid al-Adha, my ex- my family from my my my, my mom's side of the family we travel every single year the only few years we didn't go was uh, when my grandpa Allahirhamah passed away, and also like from the COVID pandemic. Other than that, even before my grandpa passed away, uh, grand uh, grandpa passed away, we used to um, travel with him, um, and I also like remember it so clearly. And so we went to travel with them to Turkey. One of the times I've been to Turkey, I traveled with them, and it, because my family like 
they were at the stage where there was a lot of kids. It was like that stage of my family where they, like it was a lot of like kids to manage. Mm-hmm. So it felt like a lot of babysitting. Like our traveling was very um our our trip was vi- roaming around like the kids. I understand. Which is annoying when we when we're like only five of us are like teenagers or like young adults. Mm-hmm. My cousins like we're only five or six that are like physically capable of like candling ourselves mm-hmm. but our tri- our trip wasn't like revolving around us it's always revolving around like what the kids want today are the kids gonna pl- like play in the pool or swimming in the pool or do they want to go to the mall or do they want to go so that gets annoying sometimes when you're like the the few old like young I think adults I, understand. I think when you travel with kids as well your your daily plans revolve around, around their energy exactly because like they if they get upset at something halas, it's like bad day for everyone and i'm the, having a bad day everyone's having a bad day the parents are having a bad day <laughs> the, the siblings are, are having, having. <laughs> exactly. so it's like you really have to kind of like i know that when my parents used to travel when my little siblings were really young they would plan the day around like their nap times yeah or like oh my god she has to be fed at like this this time we need to be at a restaurant or like yeah. the hotel by this time so she gets fed or we're all gonna lose our minds like that's how it was you <laughs> see that i'm the youngest okay so i'm the baby of the family so i don't know like how to deal with kids i'm not saying i'm like i have a major baby fever i don't mean it that way but i mean like i am the youngest so i don't know how it is to be like roaming around around kids and dealing with them I'm very selfish when it comes to these things. <laughs> so if you tell me I'm going to have to revolve my day around this child, no, I'm not going to have it. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't get used to this. Like, I know my friends who are older sisters, they always talk about how I'm such a, like, a the spoiled youngest because I don't know, like, how it feels to be the, the oldest or the eldest and, like, deal with having younger siblings. I don't know how to deal with that. Fair <laughs> enough. Your experience and my experience is very different. Because <laughs> my siblings are, like, 11 and like 13 years younger Mm -hmm. so i was always the one looking after them and like especially because my parents would ask me to plan trips Mm -hmm. um, to a certain extent i would be the one going like okay we can only go from a boat ride from 8 a.m to 11 a.m anytime after that is is a no because the kids are going to be sleepy or tired or hungry or you know whatever so um definitely would be something that i would consider as well have you been to a solo trip before on a solo trip um not a completely solo trip but there was one time where i went to pakistan on my own mm. um and uh i just went alone and i just i would live with my relatives but the whole time when i was you know traveling around the city um everything i would do would be on my own and there were times where i wasn't staying with my family i would just be uh living on my own um either with like my cousins or uh, with like a, fr- a friend of a friend um but overall, I think I wouldn't really consider it a solo trip because after all, it was a very familiar place to me. Yes, I wasn't always with family, but it was a familiar place. And, yeah. I, you know, I am from Pakistan. So, um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much my only solo trip. Mm. But I did this twice. So um, do you like it? Do you like it when you do it or do you still prefer no, I traveling love with family? I love it. It's a yeah. bit stressful. It is a bit stressful. Always checking if the passport is still there. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like freaky. Oh, also, there's this one time <laughs> where I was in the airport in Pakistan and uh, I was coming back, I think. Um, and for some reason, I was at the airport and they changed my gate number. So it was like, it was supposed to be gate 27 because I saw my boarding pass and it said gate 27. So I'm like, cool. All right. So I get into the, you know, the, the, the 
boarding lounge or whatever. And I'm sitting there <clears throat> and they start announcing something in Urdu. And like, okay, I do speak Urdu, but I don't know all the numbers. And I know this sounds weird to people who don't speak Urdu, but the thing in the thing about Urdu is like the numbers are very different. It's not like Arabic or English where you can easily say, you can easily catch on. Mm -hmm. So they started announcing that my flight was now going to be departing from a different gate. And they started saying a number that I didn't know. Oh my God. I didn't, I didn't know. And I was like, the lady has to be, you know, there has to be a point where she switches to English. Like, is she not going to speak in English? Is she only going to speak in Urdu? And as it turns out, she did not speak in English. So I was literally sitting there and I was like, I don't know what gate to go to. I don't know what gate. Oh. So I had to call my dad and I was like, she said this word what is this word? <laughs> and funny. then my dad was like, oh, that's 24. This was a long time ago in my defense. I know the numbers now. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Honestly, like as a very frequent traveler, like between traveling between home, Shadkia and Riyadh, these, these gates, changing gates, late flights, five hour delays, six hours, five are, hour are like, delays are like the most like, they're casual now. They're not an issue anymore. We experience <sighs> them every single time. I hate them so much, but like that's what happens when you travel so frequently and, and like as in like national. So you live in Shadgia, right? But yeah. you go to university here. So how yeah. often do you do the back and forth travel? Honestly, um, I'm, I haven't like I don't do it much. I think I do it like every six weeks, every month and a half. Usually it's after every final. So or after every midterm. So you usually that's, to go soon. Uh, I was supposed to go this weekend, but then I just decided to relax a bit because I've been it's been like a non-stop running with this whole like first year medicine <laughs> type of things so i was i've been non-stop and i feel like i just want to be in Riyadh. i also have like a tbl on tuesdays so i have to prep for that a tbl on tuesday for what it's supposed to be on sunday but i don't know how they did it on tuesday it's mole mole when they that came makes to medicine because i'm like you just took a final you just finished yeah hls that's so. what they do as soon as we have a final they do a tbl for mole and then if we finish the book Let's not get to that. <laughs> I'll just complain forever. <laughs> First year is a bit stressful, but you'll get through it. Inshallah. 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 Almost done. One more block and I'll be done. Oh, yeah. First year. One more block. And then we have four more years to go. <laughs> <laughs> Only four. Is it four or five? Five if you count internship. No, I'll count four. We'll do right. four as the goal. Okay, let's, 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 keep it, let's keep it to four. All right. I have an, a maybe an interesting or maybe a challenging question. What has been you know, your most challenging experience when traveling? Hmm. I feel like it's just the responsibility when you're traveling alone. So for me, um, it's like certain responsibilities that you just don't realize that your parents are doing for you for the longest time. Like you don't think, oh, my bag is overweight. Now I have to go downstairs and like pay, I don't know how much US dollars to pay for my overweight. And then I remember once uh, we were coming back from Harvard, back mm -hmm. to Saudi. And at the time, like I, I had already made friends. And so we were all tight. So I remember my bag was overweight. No, actually, my bag wasn't overweight. It was overweight. But then the guy there was just like, looked at me. He was like, fine, like, just don't pay. Just leave. Halas. So Alhamdulillah, this guy was nice to me and he didn't let me pay. And I actually like was ready to pay. I was like, Halas, I don't want to deal. I'm not going to like do anything about it. I can mm -hmm. do anything about it. I have to like pay and then they didn't let me pay but then we when we went inside they were like you only have one carry on so i had my backpack and i had my um i had my backpack and i had my like rollers bag like my mini mm -hmm. roller bag 
And they were like, no, you can't have your backpack or you can't have your rollers bag. So I ended up, it was so weird. I ended up taking everything out of my backpack, putting it in my friend's backpack. So all these, basically like the whole idea is, it's all these responsibilities that you never think of, like an overweight, like an overweighted bag or an extra luggage and all these things like, and okay, like also something else, life is expensive. Traveling is expensive. <laughs> That's something you realize when you're like traveling alone. Everything in this world, you have to pay. The tiniest things you have to pay for. And it's like it's true. every step of the way you have to be paying. Like, I don't know, like, alhamdulillah, like I never thought of it, but like, adulthood is just not it you know <laughs> and also something else that happened we were traveling when in the the trip where i traveled with my siblings um we missed the bus and it was like the thing about it which was bad is that we missed the bus but like our hotel booking for the place we were in is over and the hotel booking from for the place we're going starts when we should arrive mm -hmm. so if we missed the bus like so, so what's next you know and we didn't miss it because we were late We've been, we waited for like 40 minutes in that bus station. But I don't know. They changed the number of the of the bus that we were mm -hmm. supposed to travel in. And so we missed the, like, they changed the number. And so the bus left. And then we kept asking, like, when is this bus leaving? Like, it's still here. When is it leaving? Like, it's been so long since it has, it's supposed to leave. And they were like, it's already left. Oh, wow. So now <laughs> we're like basically stranded with like four big, big luggage, like huge luggage bags because we're supposed to like, go to another city. Ugh, it was stressful, but it was, it's like one of those funny things that happen where it's like stressful at the moment. But as soon as it's, re it's resolved, you're like, Alhamdulillah, you know, I'm one of those people who like when something like that happens to me, I can't help but laugh. I'm just like, this is this is so stressful, but it's so like. It's just funny in the moment. I yeah. would just be laughing. This has happened to me, to my, you know, we, with me and my siblings before as well. And it was exactly the same experience. We were traveling and we were waiting for a bus and it was just not coming. And we were so confused because we were like, we're at the right bus stop. Yeah. This is the one that we're supposed to be at. Bus number 23 is supposed to come by this bus stop. And it's, mm. it was supposed to come 30 minutes ago. And like we're asking people around and they're like, yeah, yeah, bus 30 comes here or whatever. As it turns out, that bus had just not, you know, come that. I don't even know what was going on, but we ended up like not getting on the bus. Mm -hmm. And then like that creates so much panic. But it's also so funny because I'm like, I can't believe this happened to me. Yeah. It's like honestly the moments when you're just like. Where's mama and baba where they can deal with this stuff? Like, I don't want to be an adult, but it's also fun. You feel responsible and you also feel accomplished when you like you resolve the problem and you're on the way. You're like, okay, now we've, the problem is solved. You know, I feel proud and you're I can like, make a story I'm out so of it. I'm so smart. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I feel you know, like an adult I really right now. pulled through. <laughs> yeah. But then I feel like the most, like for me, the, the thing that gives me the most anxiety in solo trips is making sure my passport is there. You'll see me checking for the passport you know every what I single think day. It is? I think it's because your parents make us stress out so much that we're yeah. going to lose your Because I, I don't lose things. <laughs> and I'm not the type to misplace things. But subhanAllah, when I travel alone, like I'm going to be holding my passport in my hand, checking it every three minutes yeah. as if it's like going to disappear. Even though like I know I'm not going to lose it. But I just, it's just keep scary. feeling like I am. Yeah, it's, just, it's crazy. And I know that's because my parents stress me out about it. So I'm like, you know Same, what? Same, honestly. Because <laughs> it's like the penalty of like losing your passport is so scary. Like, Is it though? Is it though? Is it? Is it not? No. No, really? Not really. Did they make it up? Like, is that like it's a lie? It's not that bad. Oh. You know what happens if you lose a passport? I had a friend who was I in Italy. I thought you can't travel for two years. Uh, I don't know about that. Actually. Is that Saudi law? 
I don't think I so. Don't know. I, I would assume it's international law anyway. But um, I had a friend who was in Italy and uh, her passport got stolen. So it was in her backpack and it got mm. stolen. And then all she had to do was go to the embassy and tell them like, hey, I'm a citizen from this in this country. And they had to, they gave her like a temporary passport, which mm-hmm. was like for her to travel, you know, in Europe and Italy. So she completed her Europe trip. She went everywhere. And then when she was going back, she showed them like at the airport, she showed them the document that she had gone from the embassy. And she was like, I lost my passport, but here's a substitute. And that was it. And then oh she my was, gosh. and I don't know what happened after. So I don't know if like when she got her new passport made, like did she, was she not able to travel for two years? I don't know about that. Um, but it was as simple as obviously it's a stressful, you know, position to be in. Yeah. But I don't think it's that bad. But again, we rules might change in different to. countries. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's because as parents, you're worried about not just losing your own passport, but also the passport of like four yeah. or five other people. So I guess it just so it makes like, sense. It also like grows that fear in you when you see your parents doing that. Like I know my dad used to do that. Like always checking, checking, checking. Like and he had this fanny pack. Oh my god, my dad was <laughs> <laughs> that dad iconic fanny. Pack. Like it was always there, and it's like has all these passports and the visas and, and all the boarding these. passes. And, the boarding and then like passes. All, they're always here in the front zipper. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> exactly. So there is this protocol. So when you see it, like growing up, you just like this is probably the most important document in my whole life you know <laughs> i mean it probably is the most important document but it's not the end of the world if you lose it honestly i didn't know myself until it happened to my friend and then i was like oh it's that simple yeah and that's it that's pretty cool i guess um all right so next question what do you think is an experience that truly made you fall in love with traveling I can tell you're clearly very, you know, you really enjoy and you're very passionate about it. But what was like the one thing that like, or not one thing, two, three things <laughs> that clicked it for you? Um, I think the thing about traveling for me and recently, I feel like I, I realized this. There are two things. First of all, you discover you learn so much about the person mm-hmm. that you're traveling with. If you're traveling with someone, you don't realize, oh, my gosh, like I've known you since I was born and you're so like. I didn't realize you were like this. Like, I knew my cousins, like, in my Dubai trip that I just traveled with them. It was a solo cousin trip, mm-hmm. full solo cousin trip. So, um, like, we were, like, all, we're all adults. But it's weird to think of us as adults. Like, now, like, it's weird to uh, accept the fact that all my cousins and I are adults. So, we were traveling all together. And I've known these my cousins so well since I was born. And right. you discover things about them you don't realize, like, like what for example like for example my cousin that like one of my girl cousins i never knew this about her but she's actually very disciplined with time like we always say okay we'll leave this time and she knows she takes longer to get ready so she wakes up earlier than us and is always ready by the time like it's nine and no one's ready but her but she's so disciplined so that's something i learned my other cousin (laughs) he's so quiet he's like the shy type like i've always known him as the cousin with that's shy Mm -hmm and um but then in that trip i realized that he's so like he's not shy he like when he wants something he'll he'll keep on repeating that he wants it and it gets annoying mm-hmm. that's something i learned about because it's not <laughs> in a bad way it's just a funny thing that like he's he's so repetitive with what he wants like he keeps saying okay i want i want one piece for myself and then like one minute i want one pizza for myself and it's like okay you told us like a minute ago you can relax now so it's these funny things that you learn about them it's really cool honestly traveling with people because it changes how you view them and it's not just i think it's also the fact that traveling 
you know, never comes without challenges. Yeah. So you get to see like, your, you know, so your closest true. friends or like your family members and you see how they deal with, deal with this. Exactly. And sometimes it changes your whole like perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, subhanAllah, sometimes like they deal with it in such an, int- like such in the best way possible. And you're just like, I would not have been able to do that. And yeah. if, if that were me in that situation and it teaches you, you know, a lot about, you know, people, just people that you travel with. I think yeah. exactly like you said. It's so true. Yeah. So that's like the one thing that you think made you fall in love with child um i also think that the thing that made me fall in love alongside with that is just i i said this in the beginning like i love how i feel disconnected and and how i can like feel like i'm living some like another life not like literally like i just feel like living being outside saudi Mm -hmm. just gives me the feeling oh my gosh something new a new environment new place to refresh and feel new and then come back feeling good it's really nice, actually. All right, so if I asked you, if I asked you, um, or if I told you, let's say, that if you could only visit one more country in the world, and if this were to be, like, your last trip ever, where would you go and why? This might be a cliche answer. I don't know if it's going to be cliche cliche or not, because I'd say Mecca. Um, yani, I think that's a great answer. Uh, because, uh, like, obviously, like, if you travel, like, it's like the last place you travel, like, you don't want to go to somewhere that's, like, religiously, like, relevant. Or, mm-hmm. like, for me, like, I'm really passionate about this. And I'm really, like, I feel like I obviously want it to be the last place I go to. Like, I don't want to go anywhere that, like, has beautiful scenery or anything. Like, I'd want my last trip to be there. <laughs> I need it to be there. <laughs> Fair enough. I think I would probably give the same answer. Or, you know, no, I think, yeah yeah definitely um yeah all right so if i were to ask you for like a couple of tips as a person who doesn't travel too much so i don't travel very frequently i do enjoy traveling but i don't you know go on too many trips what tips would you have for me you know what like if i'm going on like say a solo trip for my next solo trip some tips um i think the most important trip is a tip Sorry, <laughs> I'm so involved <laughs> in the topic. Um, I'd say like knowing where you're gonna go, like just don't go blindly. Maybe it's- make a PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> make a PowerPoint, yeah, of the weather and the geography. No, but really, like just knowing where you're gonna go. What makes this place special? Like, where do you want to go? Like, what's so significant about this place that you want to see? So that it really, like, resonates to you. Like, you're not just going to another country that has beautiful trees and a lake. No, like, you're going to a place where that has history, that has... Like, I remember, like, part of these presentations, like, when I went to Europe. You know how Europe is very historically, like, mm-hmm. it's so um historically relevant? I remember, like, how, like... Everywhere we would go, there's, like, some type of war that happened there. Some type of castle that, like, there's a war that happened there. Or King 3, 4, 5 lived there. So I think it's very important to, like, learn about these things before you go. Also, I have one, like, thing to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am, like, so, like, in terms of, like, prepping for a trip, um, I'm so passionate about it. And that's one of my tips. In okay. regards to like a more surface way, like surface, not like so deep as in like search. No, uh-huh. I I love like I the biggest part of travel for me, like I'd say fifty percent of my travel experience is dressing up pretty, because no way, yeah. 
that's so cool yeah because um you know how like in saudi we wear abayas and i love like i love dressing up as with abayas and stuff but it's so different like that's true yeah like wearing like as a girl i'm not saying a guy but you have like (laughs) different um experience but for us girls like we're like so different like the wearing abaya and like dressing up fully is so different and so i always like that's my tip always plan outfits and take a picture of the full outfit the pants the shoes the t-shirt everything the, the everything put it to the jewelry the hijab whatever that you're gonna wear that day the bag take a picture with it and then when you're there you're gonna have a full album of outfits and then according to the day according to the activity you oh. look at the pictures and you're just like which outfit suits so you it? mean take a photo before you leave yes at home when you're prepping oh, that's really interesting with a full out with a full look full look literally full look okay nothing but what if i get there and i'm like dang maybe those those shoes don't suit the shirt like i thought they did you can make exceptions <laughs> i'll let you make exceptions but <laughs> but i think like that's so important to me like dressing pretty and like because Honestly, i understand 100 percent. i feel so like so much better when i look good like when i feel good like i feel so good and i i'm automatically 10 times more excited for the day if i feel like i look good so i always make it such a huge part of my trip especially like that we're coming inside like we live in saudi and mm. it's not like i have this opportunity every day so i really use it to my max mm. and then i do all these like take pictures and then post on instagram and it's nice i like it it's like a huge part of my trip i understand too i think um so recently in like january i went to northern pakistan and it was my first time there in like maybe 12 years ish and before i left before i left saudi i i knew that okay when i get there i'm gonna have to wear a parka because it was really cold and it was snowing and stuff so i was like i definitely need to dress warm but how can i make this outfit look really cute so before i left i did i mean i didn't take photos but i did the whole thing where you stand in front of your mirror and you're like dang okay these pants fashion show yeah kind of and you're like these shoes go really well with this and like i also like i went to the extent of like picking out the hijabs that i wanted to wear on certain days so i'm like on this day i'm gonna go like in the snowy like mountain so i'm gonna wear this because it really contrasts with the snow (laughs) (laughs) that's a girl thing to do and i love it (laughs) um and then like something happened like one of my hijabs got misplaced it was just a whole mess and like it's like it's sad but like kind of i had different hijabs but like you know you really want to look a certain way so i completely understand and honestly like i'm so like everyone knows this anyone that knows me knows that like instagram and like posting is such a big part of me and the only time like it flourishes is when i'm traveling <laughs> so if you see me post every single like every two days you know i'm traveling because like <laughs> it's like the only opportunity where like i'm looking unique because in abai like you look the same every single day you know all that is bad students you know we do wear lab coats sometimes you get yeah. to like coordinate your outfit like that yeah, i don't know about do, you but, but- Honestly, like, I low-key don't feel like it most of the time. So I just wear scrubs. I just wear scrubs for the day, you know? It's easier. Scrubs is an easy way. <laughs> yeah. And especially like that, I only wear them, like... I used to wear them every day, um, lab coats. But then I just... Throughout the year, I'm just like, Abaya, leave, come back. Like, I just don't want to deal with an outfit right now. So I only wear them when I have lab. And when lab, we have to wear scrubs, so... Fair enough, fair enough. I think um when you get to fourth year you're you you start going to the hospital as well yeah. so you have you're, to you're required to dress a bit more formally yeah. then you know then you can pull out your nice pants and exactly <laughs> um and yeah that's you know i think that's a wrap 
Thank you so much, Lina, for uh, you know coming here and you know giving us uh, so much, so much of your just time and energy and effort. And thank you so much. And it was so, it was such an enjoyable experience for me to listen to all this. Thank you so much. Um, I hope you enjoyed recording the episode as well. Yeah, thank you so much. It was honestly it was so much. I learned fun. so much. Which is, really? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, so I much didn't know fun. all of this. This is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I honestly like it Next was time. so much fun <laughs> and. Thank you so much for having me. And I just want to end it on one note. Go on. Yeah. Uh, this is a funny experience that I'm going to say like as a way to end up like the episode. Yeah, sure. Feel free. And people are just going to laugh so much about it. I, went, I, w- I, used to ch- I used to travel when I was young so much for like long trips in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And we lived in a hotel once and it was Ramadan. So obviously Ramadan, you're not going to eat from outside. So how do we cooperate Ramadan in a hotel for a month? We literally got approval from the restaurant, um, in not the restaurant. I mean the the hotel's kitchen, and we used to we used to get like we used to go to the hotel's kitchen and cook there in their kitchen. Ramadan in the hotel's kitchen every single day, full Ramadan meals. Go and eat upstairs in our room. We had two rooms. We would go to the room, like one of the rooms, and it was like dedicated to like eating food. And it was so iconic, and I feel like that's, like, one of the most iconic travel experiences that I have. Like, <laughs> just the fact that we got approval to use the hotel's kitchen for a whole month and, like, spend our Ramadan in a hotel was definitely an experience. Where was this? Which state? Um, It was in Exeter, uh, New Hampshire. Oh, cool, cool. And, like, why, why were you there? My sister um, and my brother were both going to a summer program there, and the it was it's a very small town, Exeter. It's extremely strong. So there weren't like really lots of options for like apartment living in an apartment and stuff. So we had to like the closest thing was um, a hotel. So you decided so to make it. A we lived trip in the Hilton, and we made Ramadan meals in the hotel's kitchen. And it was <laughs> so fun. It was so fun. And they, cause no one there was Muslim. Like, and it's a very like, um, like non-Muslim. Wait, you got to use their food. No, like not their, their resource, food. Like their resource, like their like no, 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 no. veggies think, and stuff. No, no, no. We didn't use their veggies oh, no and way. stuff. So you no. bought your own stuff we just to use your kitchen. From That's the so supermarket cool. And they use the kitchen. And then we use like their, their stuff like there. And uh, I, I mean, remember <laughs> because we were so young, we loved the cookies, but we were fasting. And they always had cookies in the beginning of the day. Like in the morning, they had a cookie, like uh, cookies on the, in the reception. In the beginning, I used to eat them every single day. But then when Ramadan came, I couldn't, like, eat them. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I was young, and the receptionist felt so bad for mm-hmm. me. They kept feeling so bad that the cookies were done by the time Fatur came. Because, you know, Fatur is at 9 yeah. in the U.S. So they used to make a fresh batch of cookies Aww. for me at 9 p.m. every single day. And they would, like, he knows me. Like, he knows me, the receptionist. And he used to get me those oh, that's cookies. So sweet. And I'd go down. As soon as I finished Fatur, I'd go down, and there's, like, fresh baked cookies i can smell them and it was like a thing because i was like the young child in the hotel How the receptionist uh, i think i was um il- going to sixth grade oh so like 11 10 yeah. 11 12 maybe yeah but my sister was like 13 14 at the time oh okay cool sounds mm-hmm. really sweet I think um, once you you know you stay at a hotel for a really long time as a little kid, you grow on them a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And they're just like, oh my god, where is that kid? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Lina, for you know taking the time out of your day, especially today. You know, today was a really long day for you. Thank you so much for you know coming here and sharing your experiences with us. 
um, we're really grateful and honestly I think I learned a lot I think the audience would probably agree with me as well um, so I think I you know speak for all of us when I say we'll definitely take your tips into consideration <laughs> I'm never gonna forget the PowerPoint honestly like, <laughs> but that's just something that you know what every parent should do because like yeah. it's just cool it's just so cool it's cool it's and cool it really idea. like grows like this thing in like uh, inspires in, your inspires kids your to like really learn more to learn and the importance of learning mm -hmm. you know yeah that's pretty cool Thank you so much once Thank again. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. That was our episode with Lena. We hope you all enjoyed it. As always, we'd be more than happy to hear feedback and suggestions from all of you. So please feel free to send in any comments you may have. This episode would not have been possible without Lian Habib as our scout and Adhman Bakhtayan, our sound engineer. Once again, a big thank you to everyone who was involved and have a good day.